0: Hello my Hi Mike. Welcome to the panel. On RNZ National, Wallace Chapman with you. At least twelve thousand people have had personal information released in last year's leak of TEFATA order COVID nineteen data. We discussed this significant data breach today. Also, a plan to bring in water meters in Wellington. Always a controversial move. Do you support it? 2101 by text talking heat affected railway tracks with an Australian expert knows all about this what's the fix to this it's been a big issue in Tamaki Makaro. and Brian Cox fantastic actor from Succession said want to know the secret to a good marriage separate bedrooms Is he right? Is there something in that? Or is that a bit unusual? I know the Queen used to do it, didn't she? Anyway, we had so much response also to the question of when you drive into a car park, do you back the car in or go nose in? I suggested that reverse parkers were time wasters. Uh, our guest today at the end of the show says, absolutely not. We discussed that with Jeff. With me today, Georgie Soliano, Director of Government Relations Firm, BRG, co-host of a podcast, Three Gals, One Beehive, and a former ministerial staffer, Georgie. Kia ora, welcome.
1: Good afternoon. Happy Friday.
0: Yeah, happy Friday to you. Also, Johnny O'Donnell, te rārawa te opuri, founder of communications and strategy firm OD&Co, ensconced in the Nelson uh, studio. Johnny, kia ora.
2: Kia ora Wallace, kia ora, Georgie, great to be with you.
0: Great to have you both here Georgie and Johnny joining me this afternoon and let's jump in to the Friday Mailbag, and didn't we get a big response to a item we did yesterday, and that is uh, ex-David Seymour, uh, also Associate Minister of Education. He wants to go hard on the parents on truancy, suggesting that it's got to be enforced, this fine, up to $3,000 if you are a repeat offender on this. Um, uh, and uh, we had Dr Delia Baskerville said, uh, absolutely not, uh, it's a complicated issue. Someone says... Typical academic, no one is to blame, and if no one's to blame, no one has to fix it. Fines for parents are likely not the right answer, but it sends a message, doesn't it? Um, another one here uh, Kia ora, the mainstream education system does not support or engage those students in whānau. That's why the high truancy rates. Look at the achievement rates at Kurakopapa and learn from that. Mm. Uh, another one here, fining parents for truancy and thinking it'll solve it. It's just like finding someone who doesn't have a WAF or in their car and thinking it'll fix it. It's a privileged, wealthy approach to a problem of economics. Georgie, what do you think?
1: You know, when I first saw this proposal, at a first glance, I was like, the ideology of it I I kind of get, but upon further reading, it's very heavy-handed and essentially... I think quite cruel and completely mm. think that um, getting more kids and and families, the entire family unit engaged in education is, is the way to go, not not finding them.
0: But where does the buck stop? If it's not the parents, where? Getting those kids up in the morning saying, You're off.
1: Mm. But I suppose that assumes that these family units have the the wherewithal to consider schooling even a priority like if you're struggling to put you know some breakfast on the on the table or an evening kai then i think yeah i i do sort of feel like it's a privileged ivory tower stance overall
0: johnny
2: Yep, I totally agree. I, th- I just feels it feels not only aggressive, but like it's really missing the point. Uh, I think my poor mother would have gone broke uh, if this policy uh, had been in place because uh, I was terribly uh, with, with absentees and truancy um, throughout my secondary school. But I think this this is a really interesting one because at, at Ahui Papa, he, he spoke at Waitangi about this and really called on the government to shift the focus away from truancy policing to actually get to the root causes of why kids don't want to go to school. Uh, and particularly for Māori, I think we actually know what works as one of your readers said uh, and we need to actually focus That you said, where does the buck stop, where's the responsibility it's with the system, it's with the system that we're creating that's causing these failures and we actually need to collectively address it not punish parents, that's Gosh, not the problem Gosh yeah,
0: that's a good reminder isn't it
2: it did come with Wai didn't it Mm, yes, he he actually raised it. Um, Luxon ignored it, of course, because he had already prepared his speech. Uh, but it was still, it's still a well po- well heard point by everyone else there. I'm sure.
0: Okay, uh, completely different uh, topic. Um, we used to discuss. In fact, the uh, winner will be crowned about 4:30 p.m. Um, and this is the the excava the big the big digger competition in the southern field day at Waimumu, uh, and we 're sort of on- acknowledging the incredible skill that some of the ex- exca- excavation operators have and Ian in Tiaha said digger operation watching a young driver on a farm on a fifteen ton digger clear a head with a root rake with thumb um, oh here 's a cow stuck in a drain. With best PlayStation hand eye coordination, he lifted the cow out, carried the cow clear, lowered it to the ground unharmed. It picked itself up after five minutes, eating like nothing happened. Extraordinary <laughs> skill. Have you, either of you, uh, operated a digger before Georgie Oh,
1: I honestly I think on, on this one my expertise comes to a very abrupt end um, it, it really is truly only reading the little yellow digger to my yeah. three-year-old that's about it's, as much as I know <laughs> about diggers yeah
0: and what a book and what a series that is <laughs> what a John, series
2: Johnny uh, I was hoping Georgie might be able to take this one but uh, yeah, <laughs> so sorry. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in much the same position yeah. actually the last person to offer me a turn on a digger was Pico which was quite concerning <laughs> oh, right. uh, given he has some, has some sight problems so I turned that right. one down uh,
0: <laughs> Now um, uh, Amy Hines and her I've been thinking yesterday really through the um, cat amongst the pigeons saying an independent commissioner needs to be appointed in Wellington um, both your gig ge- guests are correct to call out unfettered spending by councils. Christchurch Council is looking at a 15.8 percent rate rise this year. What and where does this money go? I have to cut my spending yet again to pay for this. No one can afford these ridiculous rate rises. If I can't afford something, I won't buy it. If the council can't afford something, they don't. They put the rates up. Zero oversight. This needs to change. We'll touch on this with water meters. Uh, you are in Wellington, Georgie, mm. a commission to be appointed.
1: Um, I don't think we're quite there yet. I think there's a lot of good intent on behalf of of the new mayor and many of the councillors, but I think it's just a systemic letdown, right? Like everyone comes in and they just care about staying in power and they have this short-term view. I mean, we have known for decades right. that there's some issues going on in Wellington with infrastructure and water services. So um, I feel like to be aghast now when... Um, you know, the, the 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 water is literally spilling out of the out of the ground and down the roads. Is um yeah, a little bit cute at this point. And
0: uh, and Johnny, I mean, you guys were slammed with floods. Uh, also, mm. those Nelson floods, what a year and a half ago. Rates rises there.
2: Yes, we're facing uh, rates increases here, and we're also facing the need to make up, like a lot of cities in this country, uh, for historical underinvestment as well, and so I'm quite sympathetic to the situation that Wellington's found itself in, Mm. because whilst the the waters infrastructure is crucial, not investing in your city has a huge impact as well, and and the livability of your place, and so it becomes a, a, a really kind of difficult cycle, and I think Talk, just continually criticising going around the cycle of, of, of looking at the councils is kind of missing the point we've got a structural funding challenge here and the can keeps getting kicked down the road on this and I think we' I know we'll discuss this around three waters specifically but I think we're seeing that continue we're not yet getting answers around how we're going to fundamentally put local government in a position to deliver the services it needs to.
0: All right. Um, Thanks. A lot of uh, coming in around water meters. Uh, Also, this one too. I had the most wonderful time learning how to use a digger in my 60s. Never too late to learn. It was such fun and quite a few laughs as well. All right, Georgie, I've been thinking. Take it away.
1: Well, I have been thinking about the art form that is political documentaries. Now, I know I'm a bit of a political nerd, but bear with me. So I recently learned about what my friends have called the greatest political documentary of all time. It was, I had never heard of it. And we're talking about the campaign now Wallace I know you're a fan so this is um, in 1996 the first year that we got MMP Tony Satorius gets his hands on like a new uh, state-of-the-art digital video camera and produces this incredibly insightful raw documentary about the race for Wellington Central and we also see overseas in Australia the ABC does these fantastic documentaries, the Killing series. Um, the latest one the, is called Nemesis. It's sort of the Liberal Party saga. I've heard it's amazing. Oh, it is epic! And public service announcement: they're normally geo-blocked, and Nemesis is not. So all no. you have to do is log into to ABC. ABC. But yeah. I feel like we need our, our own. Um, we need to see more of that genre in in this country. It's thinking. a
0: crying shame. Yeah. What a great I've been thinking because I was wondering where on earth are our political documentary mm. by the way the one you're talking about campaign is about the 1996 Wellington Central campaign uh, 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 in the at the dawn of MMP and it's riveting and you can see it on NZ on screen um it's brilliant isn't it
1: it's, I'm only halfway through, but it has had me in tears laughing. Um, it's sort of unintentionally funny. It's yep. wonderful.
0: Yeah, yep. we might try and get Tony Taurus on next week actually to, to, to talk about it. Okay, very good. Uh, Johnny O'Donnell, I've been thinking...
2: Oh, I've been thinking about this a lot in fact I can't stop thinking about it last week I went to Waitangi for the first time along with tens of thousands of others uh, from around the country and it was truly extraordinary um, but the thing that I've been reflecting on since then is just the extent to which this the opportunity for a really strong partnership with Iwi Māori is actually in the government's best interest and in that they're overlooking that at the moment the government is engaged as they're learning with Iwi and Hapua Māori around the country whether they like it or not uh, and it feels like there's a window of opportunity where they can still reset around the kind of muddled view that the coalitions arrived at in reacting to the previous government's work. Luxon unfortunately was silent on any response to this at Waitangi uh, and I think he he thinks that if he can keep his head down it might just go away It won't. Um, National need to lean into the best version of themselves they need to show they're in charge of their government and they actually need to create another coalition agreement and that coalition agreement is with hapu and iwi and it should establish the common ground and direction uh, between the government and iwi Māori to cut through the noise and the current muddled dialogue they should agree on that agenda and set out how they're going to align and lean into the potential of all these partners to ensure that our walk is pointing in the right direction if they really want to get the country back on track it's time to reset the narrative around this or they're going to lose ground
0: uh first time at waitangi johnny um it was first
2: time yeah yeah how do you how do you think you're going to go again I, I, I regret not going sooner, and mm. I'd encourage anyone to go. It was truly special. Mm. I had a sense it would be, yeah. um, but it was really something quite extraordinary, actually. It's a, it's a beautiful space mm. and place. To- I encourage everyone to go.
0: Good on you. All right, very good. Johnny O'Donnell, George Stiliano. There's lots of discuss on uh, this afternoon's panel, Friday, RNZ National.